everybody, and welcome to episode number 46 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Joe, are you there? What? Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. I feel like I uh, just woke up from, what, like a two-week nap or something. What, what day is this? The 15th? <laughs> and Yeah, yeah, it's the 15th. I, I had the weirdest dream. Um, <laughs> you'll think I'm crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I dreamed the Shanghai Dragons won the Stage 3 playoffs. What? It's crazy. Joe, that actually happened. Wait, really? <laughs> you'll never, you'll never believe me, but it actually happened in real life. No way! It's crazy. Yeah, the <laughs> Shanghai Dragons, the team that went zero and forty last season, won the stage playoffs as an eight seed, beating the Vancouver Titans, the New York Excelsior, and the San Francisco Shock to do it. It's not a dream; it's reality. <laughs> It's hard to believe, though, right, Joe? This is maybe, this is by far, I mean, as an eight seed, you're going to have the hardest run, but this is the best run we've ever seen at a stage playoffs, especially from a team who just lost to the Guangzhou Charge last week in Atlanta, right? <laughs> it's true. Just by, by extension, I guess, that makes Guangzhou the best team in the league. I don't know. <laughs> like Guangzhou, Guangzhou, and the LA Valiant because they both beat Shanghai this stage. So, yeah, that's true. I guess, I guess they deserve it a little bit more. Um, but this is I, I I'm speechless about the matter, honestly, Joe. Like this is I I couldn't believe it. So I have this friend at work who's not that big into Overwatch League. He's more big into League of Legends. Um, but all he knows about Overwatch League is that the Shanghai Dragons went zero and forty. And uh, he really, really likes the Shanghai Dragons because of that. Not because, like, just because they are awful. Um, so he tries to bandwagon on the worst team. And he just kept texting me throughout the weekend every time he heard the Shanghai Dragons were beating the Titans and the New York Celsius and then winning it all. Just saying, I'm so disappointed in my team. Why is my team doing this? Like they used to be the best. They used to they used to go zero and forty, and now, and now they're doing this. Now they're winning. Um, so clearly, <laughs> this, this dude's a avid Florida Mayhem fan for. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, God, I mean, I want Joe. What what is your what's your immediate reaction to this? Just give me just give me some words. Give me a couple words to this amazing feat. Shanghai I mean um yeah it's super insane for one thing but at the same time I mean um even more than like early season two Chengdu it seems like lately Shanghai has really been like um the team for um you know the team for playing lots of you know what their trademark for this whole playoffs you playing lots of far widow playing lots of uh, you know, seemingly counter meta or at least counter goats, uh, non goats compositions. I mean, um, for, for them to come in and win that way is, you know, is notable. That's, uh, like I said, sort of what they've been known for. But uh, yeah, especially to come as far as they've done. I mean, and we we knew going into season two that this new roster would be um, 
super different and much better, obviously, than uh, than the season one roster. But um, I, I think I remember you know saying things along the lines of you know going into going into the very beginning of the season, you know, it's like we know they're going to do better, but you know, for Shanghai that could literally mean anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, sort of the the culmination being it's within this is the last uh, you know stage playoffs of the season. Uh, it, having uh, having your name up there with Shock and uh, Vancouver Titans as you know stage champions, that's that's not something to uh, take lightly, especially coming out of the eighth seed. <laughs> yeah, and they're still they're eighth seed overall, so they're in in the playoff race, which is what we're gonna move on next week and talk about specifically. No more stage playoffs, as you just said. We're just talking season playoffs because. Um, the stage playoffs are going to be replaced by that wild card playoff where uh, it's seeds seven through 12 and the two final two teams will make the playoffs. And right now Shanghai dragon sits in a spot to be in that wild card playoff. Um, and with that, those performances, you, you hope you're not going to be there. You hope you're going to get into that guaranteed six. Um, but it's crazy that a team that's eighth in the standings, eighth in the stage standings, and they barely even made stage playoffs there at the end because of a scary loss to Guangzhou Charge. Um, that they were able to, because with how with how playoffs work in uh, Overwatch League, as we mentioned before, if you're the number one seed, or if you're the number eight seed, you're always going to be facing the highest seed. You're always going to be facing the best team left. Uh, so you have the hardest path to win it all by far more than in other sports and nor and traditional brackets uh, where they don't reseed after every round sort of um, so Shanghai Dragons not only uh, not only uh, ended up overcoming a bunch of previous things in their history uh, to get there but overcame an eight seed to, to do it as well so um, just I mean just stunning but do should, let's go through the whole week and um because we're we're i mean obviously the main events over there but it started on <laughs> thursday with uh vancouver titans 3-0ing houston outlaws um you don't have to talk about this game too much because i think it was a little obvious i mean houston outlaws they i like how they're they tried different things and that's all i needed to see out of them honestly i this stage for the houston outlaws was a vast improvement in my mind. I mean, they made stage playoffs, but I think their biggest improvement was they actually decided um, to agree with the with Monty and sort of the public that they needed to play to their strengths and they need and they didn't just need to play goats because it's the superior cop. And I think the stage in general proved that, uh, especially with the Shanghai Dragons, with the LA Valiant, like with all these teams that came in. And finally decided, hey, we're getting stomped by the San Francisco Shock and Vancouver Titans on goats. So why don't we just try something else? That's their only chance. They finally listened. And uh, look at the stage we had because of it, Joe. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. I mean, other things go into it like probably the 2-2-2 roll lock that all the players know about. And um, the map pool. But... Besides that, people actually tried new comps, and that's what's impressive. Um, and they beat Shock, too, at this stage. Yeah, they did. Exactly. Um, 
I mean, Houston Outlaws losing to the Titans here, but do you, I mean, right now in the standings, Houston Outlaws overall standings. 15, I think. Yeah, 15. So, but they're still only one game behind that 12 spot. Do you, do you expect to see them in the wild card playoffs at the end, Joe? Just early, early predictions here. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess maybe next week is when we'll have to talk about uh, uh, winners and losers in 2 2 2. Um, so we didn't necessarily prepare that today, but um, I think, uh, yeah, definitely Houston is going to be uh, one of the teams that benefits from that. I think um, as we get into you know sort of a uh, granted a force meta, but a meta closer to um, some of the things they had last season, uh, when of course they didn't have a tracer player, but uh, they have Dante now, even though he's been uh, you know doing other things a lot, uh, but. Uh, do, yeah, so do so. Uh, yes, I think Houston's going to benefit a lot from um, two 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 coming in for stage four if that happens, and so um, and plus they have been riding you know relatively high um, stage playoffs appearance here now in stage three and all that. So yeah, I, I think they're um, they're definitely you know right there into the in the running still for uh, for twelfth place. I mean they're between uh, what between tenth and eighteenth is only three wins. I mean that's Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still relatively tight down there. So, yeah, I mean, all I know going into stage three uh, is there are three teams that I know are not going to win the grand finals. Confirmed: Florida Man, Washington Justice. They can't win the grand finals, and the New York Excelsior is obviously not going to even <laughs> make it to grand finals, Joe, uh, because they cannot win a single playoff game. That is <laughs> that's a little transition to the, the next game. Uh, where they lost to the Shanghai Dragons. I mean, losing to the Shanghai Dragons isn't bad now because the Shanghai Dragons ended up winning the whole thing. Um, but <laughs> you, you could see our perspective on Thursday when they lost to the Shanghai Dragons, the eighth seed, as the one seed. Uh, everyone's saying, well, like, uh, I guess the New York Excelsior are just awful in playoff situations, which they are. <laughs> They're pretty Which awful. Is just but funny it's unbelievable just reading the stats then... from Twitter that I think, I think most of the, these stats are wrong though. Like Slasher tweeted something that I think it was Slasher tweeted some record that made, or maybe it was the esports writer Fion, but I can't remember. One of them tweeted some insane, like some insane record where New York Excelsior had played 17 playoff matches since last year. And I was like, no, they have not. That's not possible. Um, So, so there are a bunch of like people tweeting out like fake stats, Uh, but New York Excelsior has not won. I think the biggest stat is New York Excelsior has not won a playoff match since stage three playoffs of last year. Um, And that's saying a lot because they've made every stage playoffs and uh, they made the regular playoffs last year, obviously as the one seed, and they <laughs> haven't they haven't won anything, Joe. Um, I mean, do you agree with me? Is it is is New York just <laughs> are they just screwed for the for the regular playoffs? Like, do you see them making grand finals, Joe? Do you, is there a world where they can make grand finals? I, I mean, I think it, there definitely is a world where that can happen. It's um... I mean, it's going to start, um, you know, ideally by them actually playing the players that are good in the compositions that they need to play to win. Uh, cough, cough, Sabiobi. But, uh, you know, beyond that, it's just a matter of, 
you know, trying to come up with some kind of consistency. But yeah, we didn't see uh, we didn't see SPB at all in either of uh, or in any map on the in that series. I mean, uh, for him to have come in and done all this amazing stuff with Sombra for uh, the team that he has all stage. I mean, to uh, to make that decision was certainly uh, you know questionable. But uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, it wasn't there's was like some mecho somber we saw but i mean that's you know not yeah. not even the same <laughs> uh yeah so we're trying to deal with this this shanghai style yeah shanghai is just superior team looking back at it in hindsight um it's just weird <laughs> i mean new york excelsior is in the atlantic division so it makes sense that they keep getting this these one seeds and they keep going undefeated in stages because they have a very, very easy division. Um, I mean, you take a look at the stage playoffs. Six of the eight teams in the stage playoffs this stage were from the Pacific. Uh, the only other team in the Atlantic was the Houston Outlaws. So New York Excelsior, most of their schedule is because they play every Atlantic team twice and they only play every Pacific team once. So most of their schedule is a walk in the park for this team. And they're they're by far the best Atlantic team um with like London Spitfire, Houston and like Philadelphia being the other teams that are like semi dangerous and I guess the Atlanta Reign because <laughs> they keep because they lost them twice. Um yeah. Like it, the reason New York keeps making it is because they're the best Atlantic team, and uh, by far, <laughs> because the Atlantic sucks. And the reason they keep dominating is because the Atlantic sucks. Um, if they were in the Pacific, I, I, I would, I wonder where they would be in the regular season if they were in the Pacific. Honestly, Joe, um, facing more of these good teams more often, you know. Yeah. And then you wonder because uh, it's. Uh... Uh, I was talking with somebody about this. I don't think it was you, but because, uh, anyway, but, uh, but, but yeah, because like what we noticed last season, uh, you know, Atlantic was a lot stronger than Pacific last season. Uh, you know, New York and Philly and London, especially, uh, really good teams near the end of the season there. But uh, it's just interesting how, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't have noticed it as much just because of you know the way the schedule came down to actually play everybody else, uh, almost everybody else, every stage. Um, and that sort of thing really, uh, really evens that out. But yeah, I wonder, uh, you know, because there's not really much realistically that, uh, like, the league can do about this, you know, from one season to another, because they're not going to, like, change the divisions, I wouldn't think. Uh, it, it strikes me as something that would be, uh, something like that wouldn't do. But yeah, at the same time, we've got this, uh, super big unbalance and you know one that's a lot more noticeable than uh, uh, ones that might have been you know in season one yeah I mean I think you just say I mean it happens in every sports league <laughs> so I think you just do what they do and you have I mean you end up having teams that benefit from being in a bad division or a bad conference um, but when it comes to playoffs they they end up losing just like the New York Excelsior do honestly so um, it, it all you just say what the leagues say, and you say, well, it all evens itself out in the end. If they're actually a good enough team to to win it all, they'll win it all. They have a chance to do that. 
Um, so it works out in the end. I don't think they'll, I, I mean, they're not going to switch divisions up or anything, especially with like, with localization coming next year, they have to keep Atlantic Pacific. They have to like, and, and I think even more so the Atlantic's going to be facing the Atlantic and the Pacific's going to be facing the Pacific a lot more next year. Um, based off of that, the fact that they have to travel to each other. Um, so yeah, just traveling, <laughs> traveling like from East coast to, to Korea or China is way longer than traveling from like San Francisco to Korea or China, even though it's still super long. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little side tangent. Um, but yeah, New York Excelsior can't win a playoff game. Then we move on to Friday where uh, Soul Dynasty, San Francisco Shock meant Soul Dynasty took the first map, but uh, as we predicted, San Francisco Shock. I mean, these two teams have faced each other so many times, Joe, I feel like. Have they not? This is, I feel like I've seen this matchup like five times at least. For Shock, reason. Soul, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, maybe you know, like in playoffs before. I don't... Yeah, I think maybe last stage playoffs they faced each other. No, no, because Soul wasn't in the last stage playoffs. What am yeah. I thinking of? Yeah, it's what, probably what? just because they faced each other this stage, so I, so I'm remi- remembering it. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, they did face playoffs. each other this stage. They did face each other stage three week two, and Shock destroyed them. So Shock, and so then they play again first thing, uh, stage four. Okay. So they don't okay. really feel like they play each other a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Seoul took the first map. They're back in the stage playoffs. They took the first map, which is a control map and usually doesn't tell you what's actually going to happen in the match. And that was the case here uh, because the San Francisco Shock then just sort of dominated the next three maps and took the series. Um, and then LA Valiant Hangzhou Spark happened. And Joe, I think this is your match to rewatch yeah. um, because both of us... Both of us can't do the grand finals, and I got dibs. <laughs> yeah, this um, is, uh, you know, just if nothing else, just because it was, uh, uh, you know, super close, super exciting. I mean, these are teams. I think they also have played them or played each other, uh, like during the regular stage. This stage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right and the that. Spark one and and yeah. five maps. Spark one and five maps last time. So, uh, yeah. So, same thing coming all the way down. Uh, with Valiant picking up the last two to take it three to two, but uh, but yeah, these are uh, you know both teams have been doing really well. I think you know Hangzhou sitting at number four right now, uh, sort of the top of like the second tier of teams in the standings right now. Um, I, I mentioned I guess it was two weeks ago, sort of that they're kind of like uh, uh, I probably don't pay enough attention to them as I should, but uh, but yeah, this was um, let me go back. Yeah, we we both called this upset. Um, in our bracket predictions, I mean, it's probably the easiest one to do. Uh, but yeah, LA Valley in particular looking really nice this stage, um, and and doing some you know pioneering and that sort of thing, uh, especially with like mm-hmm. some of their like Ana Ana Sombra compositions. Yeah, uh, it, absolutely pioneers, and I think we got to give a lot of credit to the Valiant too, just just for winning this game and pointing out like we we both might have predicted that they won but just pointing out that Hangzhou Spark is fourth in the standings right now and Los Angeles Valiant's like 14th or something yeah 14th um 
you gotta give credit where credit's due here for the Valiant, even though they ended up losing the next game. Uh, they had a fantastic stage, and they ended up beating the Hanjo Spark, who I think is one of, I mean, I think out of these two teams, they would have both brought the brought the fight to the San Francisco Shock. I think they're, these two teams are both fighting for top five right now, um, and it's unfortunate that they had to face each other first round because I think both of them easily could have been semi-finalists so um this was definitely the best match of the first round and I knew it was going to be uh and it was a fantastic one and I all props to Los Angeles Valiant and watch out for Hong Joe Spark because they could easily be in the grand finals at the very end um as as long as they just keep on improving um and then Saturday began the best of sevens and uh, we were very close to having two four four over watches, Joe. But the first one um, was a four one, and it was not. I mean, if we if if you expected the Shanghai Dragons to win, there's no one who said Shanghai Dragons they're going to beat the Vancouver Titans in five maps. If anyone said that the Shanghai Dragons was going to win, they were, they said they were going to win it in seven. There's not a single person who said they would win it in six, probably like five six four like no you, you, if you said the shanghai dragons were going to beat the vancouver titans you had to say they were going to win in seven or else you 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 would have looked stupid um but you wouldn't have been stupid because they ended up winning in five uh, uh, they ended up winning ilios losing on nubani i felt kind of sad at that point i was like okay control point doesn't really doesn't really matter, but Nubadi was super close. Um, and then they ended up just winning the next three. Volskaya, Havana, Oasis, all of them, to the Shanghai Dragons. Um, I, I'm still shocked to see that. I mean, even Bumper looked extremely shocked after this game, Joe. Uh, he was like, did we just lose the Shanghai Dragons? Like, it seemed like the Vancouver Titans were like, we're going to make the stage finals again. Um, and even me and you, like in our message, in our Discord messages before this game, uh, I think after this, after the first round, I like specifically said, like, yeah, I could see. I don't know if I'm seeing Vancouver's San Francisco here. I think an LA Valiant could could take this one. Um, and like, I I was like, I guarantee Vancouver's gonna make it though. Like, I straight up was just like. <laughs> Vancouver's in it for sure, but I'm not sure who's coming out out of the other side. Um, was I wrong, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> was I wrong? I mean, this shows you the power of, um, like, some of these, I mean, especially the shock matches, which we'll, we'll get into next. But, yeah, these, like, non-traditional types of, uh, you know, composition against these teams that are um, either unwilling or uncomfortable with, flexing into it yeah um goats is dead joe this is this is the moment where i was like i think the shanghai dragons are killing goats single-handedly right now um and it was the most amazing thing to watch in my life Uh, straight up um and the, the the next match san francisco shock four owed uh, the Los Angeles Valiant, and I was like, okay, Goats isn't quite dead yet. It's still it's still breathing. It still has a pulse. Um, as the San Francisco Shock stood up and said, nah, John, Goats, Goats is fine. 
Um, and Foro'd the Los Angeles Valiant. Um, full hold on like Havana to 3 0 them at the end just to kick me while I was down. Um, yeah. I, I mean, did. Do you think Valley just didn't like? I feel like Valley just didn't show up this match, Joe. Like I, I straight up just they didn't look like they did to me. Yeah, I wonder if uh, sort of the expectation was you know that they'll um, you know hopefully get out of the first round and that's um, you know satisfying enough for them at this point because I mean they were looking at um, you know playing against Shock or New York if New York had won. Um, it's just stuff like that, yeah, and it's um, not exactly, you, you know, I, I can't imagine as a, a Valiant player that, that you were super optimistic going into the second round, but um, to, to have made that, again, because this was, right, this is the uh, first stage finals they've made, right? Um, I think. Stay, or just stage playoffs Or stage playoffs, yeah. Yeah, the first stage playoffs um, they made this season. Um, yeah, yeah, probably last season they have one, but first one this yeah, season they had they, one they won they won a stage playoffs stage i think they won or did they win they won stage four playoffs uh something like that I it, think yeah so. they won a stage i know that uh but yeah that uh, you know you, you've got to be satisfied with for sure with this for sure as uh as the la valley you know if they can uh continue what they're uh, what they've been doing into stage four. In fact, I'm going to pull up their schedule because I'm curious uh, who Valiant play in stage four. They got they got that home stand that Ooh, I still yeah. can't make it to that I'm very upset about. Um, I mean, so they is... face the Shock again. They yeah, face the Shock again and the Gladiators. It's it's not a bad schedule. They uh, play Paris, Dallas, Florida, Boston. Those all, those all should be wins. Um, mm-hmm. And then Seoul, Gladiators, and Shock. Or the other three, uh, yeah, it could be a could be a pretty good stage for them, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, you think they'd get at least one win out of Soul Gladiators, at least one win out of Soul Gladiators Shock, so they'll probably go five and two this stage. Uh, hopefully, I mean, and that'd be, I feel like that would be enough to push them towards that wild card spot, which is all they need at this point, because I think they. Um, I think right now, as far as wildcard teams go, them, Shanghai Dragons, obviously, and Houston Outlaws could be sort of the the top three, um, which only two make it out of the wildcard. But Shanghai could easily make it top six. Like, everyone's so close here. It's so hard to predict, right? We don't know who's going to be where. Um, but, yeah, LA Valiant. I mean, after beating the Titans this this stage, you, you'd hope they have higher expectations to beat someone like the Shock. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they got a little tired. I mean, they they've had like such an amazing stage. I think I think stopping here fits their story pretty well, so they can just sort of learn from some mistakes, maybe move on, and uh, next stage bring up bring it even harder. Um. And and try to make that wild card chase. This is the team that started zero and seven, by the way, which is great. And the Houston <laughs> Outlaws also went zero and seven in a stage. And both of them are being talked about as two of the teams that could sneak into the playoffs via wild card. Um, that's why the wild card system is fantastic, Joe. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, 
and and all these teams at the bottom of the standings are still trying, except the except the Washington Justice and the Florida Mayhem because they are eliminated from contention. Joe, they're done. It's true. Um, but yeah, then Sunday happened, which was the Shanghai Dragons San Francisco Shock. And as we spoiled earlier, the sh- sorry, but the Shanghai Dragons won it all in seven maps, and they denied a reverse sweep, which rarely happens, to be honest. Like, what, especially when you get to map seven on that reverse sweep, like that that that's that just doesn't happen. Like when I saw San Francisco Shock had tied this series up, I was like, hell no, because I was at work. And then, of course, I rewatched this amazing series because it's, I have to rewatch this series. Um, I was at work getting notifications on my phone, and when I saw San Francisco Shock tied it up, I was like, "Uh oh, that this is this might be over for the Dragons." Uh, and the fact that they came they came out on Dorado, uh, which honestly very very good widow first point, um, so it was a great map for them to choose. Uh, when they came out in Dorado and held, I don't think I've ever seen a team be held, Joe, like inches after the first point or after like you finish the first point on Dorado. Like that's the first time I saw someone get held there. Especially like the shock came into that point having three minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock. And they just got held right there at their spawn. Um, that rarely happens. So, I mean, you got to give it credit. Just, I am so, like, it makes me want to cry tears of joy, Joe, just re-watching through this game. Because I, they they force San Francisco Shock to be on a comp they're not comfortable on. They force them on Farah. They forced them on Widow. They forced all their players all over the place. Um, and they forced them to not be on GOATs. And to be honest, it was working for Shock for a little bit there, obviously, uh, when they when they started running DPS to match. But you, I mean, you were also on maps that were super goats heavy, um, like Eichenwald and and um, Devana and all these places that you, you can run goats on certain points and get away with it and and be fine. And that's it, that's where it's heavily map favored, but. Um, I mean, Shock was also just putting, just matching them on DPS there towards the end until that final map when Ding, aka my uh, my playoff MVP, uh, just popped off on Farah on that last map. Just apparently, he had one on the Farah total, he had 107 final blows. 58 of those final blows were barrage kills, Joe. 50, more than half of his total kills. <laughs> Or barrage were barrage kills. Like that's crazy. Got um, He was so good at barraging. Yeah, he was great at barraging. And barraging is basically like an insta death. So you you have to like set it up so you're guaranteed to get uh, some kills. And he was really good at it. Clearly. Yeah. Um. And so that's speaking that's, of today. I mean, that's it's your your mvp right yeah yep that's my mvp yeah um dang he's the man it's he's he's a dps god the uh uh, i feel like i mentioned this in the past um on the show that i I play lots of reinhardt um here nowadays but uh, i did actually start uh when i first started playing as a farah main and it's really cool to watch um 
players. Uh, like today, like uh, Shadowburn last season, but was part of the reason I became a, a Philly fan. Uh, just doing really super cool things on the far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, since since, since you picked uh, since you picked today, I had to pick somebody else <laughs> uh, for uh, MVP. So I'm going with uh, his DPS counterpart. We got uh, DM gets my MVP. Uh, uh, for the whole playoffs, uh, but also these this particular series, I mean, just going crazy on the Widowmaker. Uh, a part of that really advanced um, Dorado's second point hold was because of him. I mean, oh, that really uh, like excellent sightline over sort of the back of uh, the back of that first curve. That uh, yeah, just really being super effective uh, both with his team and on his own. Oh yeah. He's taken his his good friend Carpe's energy this season, Joe. He's yeah. he's stolen it for himself. Um, DM a, a great pick as well. Everyone on Shanghai is doing super well. Uh, on San Francisco Shack, Choyobin did fantastic on the Roadhog. Uh, some of the best Roadhog I've seen this season for sure. So I think he deserves a little bit of a shout out over there. Um, but yeah, anything anything else to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, not much more to say other than we don't get uh, uh, something of this caliber again. Uh, you know, it's because again, it's the 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 play it wildcard tournament thing at the end of stage four. But uh, but yeah, what a what a story for Shanghai. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nothing else to say besides this is uh one of the most amazing stage finals of all time. I mean, straight up, this uh, just fantastic, and we're getting. Has every every single mat or grand finals match has gone to like a game seven so far? That's that's amazing, as well. Um, they're really they're really uh, showing their stuff. These teams here <laughs> this this season. Uh, but, but I got an important question for you, Joe. Two 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 lock. It's coming. But Shanghai Dragons they just killed goats, didn't they? So. Is is the two 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 lock necessary anymore? I think that's a big question that everyone's asking now, Joe. What what do you think? What are your thoughts? I think um, for at this point in season two of the Overwatch League, uh, with with the things that we've seen, we might as well not. I think uh, <laughs> you know we've 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 sort of thrown this around in the past. You know, for the sake of um, consistency because like this isn't um you know on the scale of a patch change this is like majorly changing um like the rules of the esports game let alone the you know the rules of the the patch and the damage numbers and all that which um you know usually vary between stages but but yeah a gigantic change like this um and again with this this meta shift that we've seen which is um it's interesting because it's like super unforced um in that you know there was no like balance patch that came in between uh, stage two and stage three. Um, you, you know it's just sort of the coming out of the minds of of the players and coaches and all this. But um, this is so a theory I had was that uh, some of these changes were being made, but um, made potentially because of uh, you know expectations about two 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 in stage four. I don't know, uh, you know, I don't have any basis for that. It's just the the random guess that I made, but um, you know if if that's the case, 
Um, you know, if that were just something not happening in stage four, I wonder if we would um, see some kind of shift back, uh, or if some of these other teams, you know, have actually proved that, um, you know, goats isn't always the answer to everything. But, uh, but yeah, I think with the kind of variety uh, we saw in stage three, if that's maintained, I wonder if it's uh, if it's not necessary uh, to put in here before the end of season two. Um, and that being said. Um, do I think the idea in general is uh, is still an intriguing one? Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, uh, you know to put in even for a future season. You know, maybe once they've added it, um, if they add it to like the regular game, uh, because of the way that then they can actually take it and fine tune it further. Because I mean, uh, I know we've also talked about on this show going straight into two 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 would basically require another gigantic balance patch uh, to balance for example the the example people always give is is brig you know who's not balanced as one of two healers right now uh, and would just never see playtime uh, heroes like uh, i mean sorry is played as dps uh granted in a goat's composition but uh just stuff like that that there would be there would need to be lots of uh uh changes for heroes to be able to uh, with 2-2-2 in mind to be able to get that balance and so to have something like that done well uh, with the addition of uh, you know a lock in this uh, professional league I think that would still be super interesting to watch uh, and I don't think there's uh, you know I don't think it necessarily has to be thrown thrown away right out of hand but uh, maybe, yeah, I wonder if that ought to be uh uh, given a little bit of pause and done with a little bit more precision um, than uh, than I fear it might end up uh, uh, happening for stage four. Yeah, I I think there I think there is definitely an argument to be said here. I mean, even if I agree with you on the idea that the teams played less goats because they knew two 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 was going to happen. I'm with you on that one. I think it's hard to deny the fact that these players know what's going to happen in the future, so they decide, let's start practicing for what we know is going to eventually happen. Uh, You can't deny that that factor is in there. Uh, But I don't think it matters in the end, Joe, specifically just because the San Francisco Shock, Goats was still available, and the San Francisco Shock was playing it, but they were losing with it. Um, to two Shanghai Dragons like triple DPS compositions at this point even if at this point it's hard to argue that if they decide hey let's not do 222 roll lock anymore if they decide in stage 4 that they are going to not change up the meta not do 222 roll lock there's proof now that GOATS is not the absolute end all be all comp that you need to run because the Shanghai Dragons won an entire stage not running it at all. They they ended up not needing it at all to win all these matches against the top teams. Uh, I don't think teams are going... I think the Shock, the Titans, would still much rather run GOATS um, because they're amazing at it. But I think a bunch of these other teams are going to see what the Shanghai Dragons did and say, I think we should do that too. Um, it's our only chance here and uh, start trying to run different compositions to 
to uh, beat goats with. Uh, so honestly, as as a person who really wants two 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 roll lock to eventually happen, I agree with you. I don't think this is the time because you need balanced patches, and it's just weird to run the entire season basically on the same patch with the same meta that have, that has now finally evolved, um, and then all of a sudden change it to something completely different, and we have the same situation that we had last year where all of a sudden the London Spitfire and Philadelphia Fusion are the best teams in that meta, so they're in the grand finals, even though they were the 5 and 6 seed going into the playoffs. I mean, I don't want that again. You know, I don't want the Shock, the Titans, the NYXL to all of a sudden because of changes that were made not be as good as they were this entire season um i would rather things like this happen joe where these teams naturally get bumped down because other teams are finding out strategies figuring out ways to take them down rather than the developers themselves finding ways to take them down um that's not as enjoyable as 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 something like this in the shanghai dragons um and i i i mean i think <clears throat> i think they're heavily considering right now not doing the 222 lock after what we just saw like i'll be honest that, that i think they have to heavily be considering not doing it because that's such a big change right that's such a big change and we just saw that things can change without i mean but you you sort of Things can change, but it sort of does feel like it happened because because of the the possibility that things were going to change. Um, so it's hard. It's it's a it's a weird situation, Joe. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's a big debate to be had. Clearly, um, but we'll see what they end up doing. If I mean they still haven't announced it officially, so they don't have to go back on anything. They can just not do it. Um, but the the next stage starts in ten days, July twenty fifth. Uh, so we got until then. I imagine we'll find something out or find nothing out, and then it ends up just we we stick we're sticking with what we got right now. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and. I mean, what a what a lovely stage to 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 end that on because I mean, it, they Shanghai Dragons killed goats, Joe. Rest in peace. Uh, anything else to say about stage three? Any any tears rolling out of your eyes as it comes to an end, Joe? I mean, not, speci- not specifically, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll have. Uh, new power rankings sort of post stage three pre-stage four um and hopefully that's including details about stage four like oh i don't know whether they're doing two 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 but it'll uh, be very nice for us because uh, if i i think if they end up doing two 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 our power ranking should be more based off of the previous stages just because i don't know that'll be very hard to predict um but we'll talk about it more. Uh, we'll see. Um, let's get to news. Uh, as we've mentioned in the show for a little bit here, the, the, the Florida Mayhem and Washington Justice uh, have been eliminated from championship contention. Yeah, uh, they cannot even make it to the top 12 anymore. Uh, they're both 2-19, and 19, so that makes complete sense. Uh, and their flares 
they got faded um, on the subreddit. Uh, if you don't know what that means, when your when your team is eliminated for championship contention, your your flare on the subreddit on competitive Overwatch subreddit is is going to get faded, and you're going to be embarrassed for the rest of the off season. Um, very sad. Uh, are you? I mean, did you expect either of these teams to make it though, Joe? Ah, uh, no. I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, notoriously talking trash about these teams all year. Um, but yeah, nothing much else to say about that. I mean, your teams are pretty bad when they're eliminated from playoff contention before stage four even starts. Um, very sad. Uh, there's a rumored trade, Joe, and it's a big three-way trade. I don't think we've seen a three-way trade yet, have we? Um but this is this is just rumored. Who do you know who tweeted out this rumor? I can't remember. Um, I should have included a link, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's someone I follow, so I feel like it might be Halo of Thoughts, uh, because I just remember it seeing on my seeing it on my timeline. Um, but I don't want to credit someone who no, it was Ashkin X X Action Esports. <laughs> um, they tweeted it out. Uh, that there's a huge three-way trade. So Bishu from the Gladiators would go to the Guangzhou Charge. Fraggy from Philadelphia would... Well, I guess it's not a three-way trade. It's just two trades that the Guangzhou Charge have. Both evolved with, yeah. Um, yeah, because the Guangzhou Charge are just... Okay, so the Guangzhou Charge are making a trade with the Gladiators for Bishu. They get Bishu, they give the Gladiators money. And then the Guangzhou Chargers are also making a trade with Philadelphia, but this isn't for money. This is player for player, and it's Kib to Philadelphia, Fraggy to Guangzhou Charge. Um, Guangzhou Charge, so they they end up getting Fraggy and Bishu here. Uh, and their team is, I mean, they come off a win against the Shanghai Dragons here at the end of this stage, Joe. I, I mean, obviously they're the best team now. Uh, what do you think about these two pickups in Bishu and Fraggy for the best team in the league, the Guangzhou Charge? It's, uh, I mean, number one, it's either happened or not already. Uh, we mentioned last week the the trade window, I think, closed uh, yesterday, maybe, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, so maybe it, uh, maybe it's not happening. Yeah, so, or they just haven't announced it yet. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, you know, what Guangzhou needs, I mean... It's interesting that they're adding uh, the, the addition of two, uh, uh, I mean, I guess, I, I know Frankie's Western player, but two, I think, English-speaking players, um, uh, and, and trading away Kib, um, again, to what is, you know, basically a mixed, mixed roster uh, from Guangzhou. I mean, you know, he was sort of the, uh, Kib was sort of like an, an odd man out for a while but uh, I, I think uh, fusion trading away fraggy I mean uh, supposedly there was uh, weird stuff like between him and Carpe that, uh, that that they couldn't work well together in like a ghost composition uh, which is kind of whatever uh, but yeah I mean he hasn't seen playtime at all this season so to get uh, to, to get off a team onto onto somewhere where he might play, you know, I think there's there's value there for sure. Um, uh, Kip to Philly, same thing, I mean, he's uh, uh, he, he usually plays Brig, I think, for uh, Guangzhou, and so whether 
uh, he picks that up for free from EQO, or if he uh, goes back to this to the sort of flex role he was uh, playing in, uh, like back in the World Cup. Um, or I feel like he played a lot of Roadhog in the World Cup or something. But uh, you know, to to have that again, just another player that you might actually use, I suppose, is valuable for Philly. Um, and as far as Bishu goes, I feel like Bishu's been all sorts of places. Like, wasn't he? Uh, uh, he was like on he a contender's team uh, for a while. He was, uh, he was he was on Gladiators Legion, um, just because he um, he had to take he had to take time off because um, of his disease that I can't remember the name of. But he yeah he had to take time off at the beginning of the season so he couldn't play uh so he's just been doing like sort of the equivalent of like rehab for like for um for like mlb players they have to go back to like minor leagues for a little bit to get used to playing again that's what bishu had to do in contenders and now he is traded to the guangzhou charge yeah um but yeah it's weird uh, so clearly Guangzhou, they want some more English. I mean, Bishu can speak, I think, Chinese and English, maybe. Um, so that's helpful. Uh, but clear, like they got some more English-speaking people here in Frag and Bishu. Uh, but they had to give one of them away in Kib. So that's the interesting part to me, is that if they were trying to lean more English, they also got rid of an English player. Um uh, but they could maybe probably had to because Philadelphia obviously wants an English a person who can speak English too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this I mean, I, I'm I hope we see Bishu again. I I hope we see Faraghi again because I th- I think both of them are players that we could definitely see in a starting lineup. And it kind of stinks that we didn't see Faraghi just because of I I think Philadelphia could have been better in Goats if he had been able to play, but just because of some personal issues they couldn't play they couldn't play him uh which stinks because i I think fraggy would be good in this goats meta if it's even happening anymore so that that also stinks that he didn't get to see any playing time in goats if it is officially dead because the 222 lock so yeah uh hopefully this helps guangto charge push it, it, it could possibly push them to a wild card spot they of course are in the running um they're up there and philadelphia is too um as well i mean gladiators are in the top six right now so uh and they haven't used bishu at all so i'm sure they would take the money for bishu for now um but this hasn't happened yet and the trade window is closed so who knows if this is actually gonna or it hasn't been announced yet um another thing that happened washington they made more signings surprise joe i'm not um but these are some these are this is this is a nice little duo from Team Envy, uh, who Team Envy's been doing super well in any contenders. If you didn't know, if you don't pay attention to contenders at all, uh, they won their division, which was the North American. They're in the West division in contenders. They won it last season uh, using these two um, using these two Swedes. Uh, we got uh, Elivote and Lolsish. Um, a flex and a tank duo uh from from the old swedeland uh and i think this is a good pickup they've been doing super well in contenders 
uh, and I'm excited uh, for Washington. I mean, Washington Justice have been making crazy pickups, uh, but I think a lot of people are excited about this one, Joe, uh, just because just because of their success in any contenders. Uh, do you think if you're Washington Justice, you just throw these guys in right now because your your season, as we mentioned, is unsalvageable? Do you just throw these guys in and say, hey? Uh, we want to see what you can do in Overwatch League. I think there's uh, that's probably definitely part of it. Yeah, because I mean your your season's over, the the roster window is closing, and and you, you gotta uh, you know come up with something to do for sure. Uh, so you know they're sitting at 11 players currently, um, and will be now here through the end of the season. I, I mean you you do what you can uh, for sure. Although I do agree that it is uh, these are good pickups though. Uh, mm-hmm. You know we do, do want to upgrade the roster. I mean. Um, to teams like DC, teams like Florida, you know, we can't really, um, um, you, you know, lots of pickups that they could make would be upgrades to, to their rosters. But at the same time, yeah, you, uh, you, you want to get in what you can so that you have, uh, the resources to work with stuff, uh, between now and, um, you know, when you got to move on, like into the next season. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think these are two great players that, that, that they're picking up here. Uh, instead of, I mean, both. I think both the issue for Florida and Washington previously was that they were just picking up the scraps, uh, and this is not picking up the scraps. This is picking up potential talent from contenders, um, which is what Florida's been doing lately. It's what Washington needs to do. It's what any team who needs to rebuild should do, is not pick up the scraps because – as we've seen the scraps are scraps because they're not that good um so don't pick up the scraps and say oh we could he he's a big name that played in the overwatch league before we could make him good all of a sudden like it's just it's not gonna happen and obviously some of washington's pickups are not the scraps sleepy is not a scrap he's just in an unfortunate situation where violet is a better zenyatta but sleepy's an insane zenyatta as well um so there are some situations like that but a lot of what washington has done is just picked up the scraps from stage one and said hey we could make a team out of these scraps but they couldn't absolutely couldn't um dev update joe we got to see jeff kaplan's face again for the first time in a while um and it was his face telling us that we're gonna see his face more often and that was basically it (laughs) pretty much uh yeah a little unfortunate, but uh, uh, we did hear that the Summer Games update is coming sooner than usual, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really say much about it. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, Hero 31 is also on its way, and will be a little bit later than usual. Uh, also, we super intentional about uh, referring to it as he, so uh, presumably male Hero 31 will be a little bit later than usual. Um... Okay. trying to think they're going to do more of those um many events like the on a best hat challenge like the batiste reunion challenge like the diva nano cola challenge they're going to do more of those um i get the impression like through the duration of the summer games event uh you get a certain amount of wins and you'll get a, an epic skin so that's cool um what else was there Hmm. Was there anything else? I know that's 
just the, just him like teasing just him teasing that there are big things coming soon yeah and, and like you said he did mention that uh there would be more dev updates more frequently this summer too like as as they do stuff on those things i mean they'll have a dev update on whatever the new hero is um and then if 222 roll lock happens possibly maybe that's what he's talking about i think everyone's thinking maybe that's what he's talking about but uh we'll see but apparently there are more like quality of life changes and all this stuff so um it could be about anything at this point because we, they haven't been telling us too much lately so we we have no clue what's happening but they've been working on something joe they must be yeah. oh um uh, cheat detection system that was in there um uh... Oh, yeah, apparently yeah. they've got some fancy new tech that uh, if it, it notices somebody cheating it'll just cancel the match um, and nobody loses anything so that's nice yeah that is super nice um, yeah stupid cheaters get out of our get out of overwatch right now um, but yeah that's that's it for the news nothing else I don't think um, you want to do this joe or how much what time are we at we're at like over 60 minutes i think we could we could end this nice little podcast at a, at a quick 60 minutes honestly joe. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's good to be back though it's good to be back yeah it is good to be back um th- thanks for finally returning i thought you would never come back <laughs> joe. i thought you'd just leave me forever yeah, yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you want to uh, follow us on social media, you can follow up my personal account at JWGeorgeIV or Joe's at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. We have a show Twitter at On The Flank Show. Um, you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. One thing did change while you were gone, Joe. We switched websites. We're no longer on Podbean. Um, we're on on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast.co if you do listen to us on the internet browser but i think most of you guys listen via apple Podcasts, spotify google play or just via our rsv rss feed uh we're also on my youtube channel which is john george you're gonna best find that on my twitter uh thank you guys for listening enjoy the nice little week break off and uh anticipate some 222 news maybe who, who knows <laughs>